Thanks. Awesome. That's good. Welcome to the Supplement Engineer Podcast. My name is Robert Chinetsky. Joining me, the host of the Bald Avenger Podcast, Chief Infrastructure Officer of Nourish.me, the architect, Mr. Jason Cisneros. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm amazing, brother, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, you know, a lot of people that watch your show obviously know kind of the, the content and the character that you bring to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. We have a, a, a lot of the same viewpoints about uh, this industry. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, thank you for joining us, first of all, but uh, let's jump right into it. Anytime I have a first-time guest on here, and obviously you've got your own podcast, there's a lot of information on there about you, so we don't need to spend the whole time kind of re, you know, iterating your origin story, but let's give like the, the salient points to the listeners. How did you come to be a board member with nourish.me? But let's, there's some other interesting things we were talking about before we actually hit the record button. So let's do the, uh, the cliff notes version and we can get to the, the really juicy stuff. Absolutely. It's the, I hate talking about myself, so this will be super quick, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a long story short, just to set the premise, right? I mean, I think what your, what your job here is to deliver really great content about people who are trying to make a decision for their own health based on the supplements that they're taking. And, mm -hmm. and you know, my story, if you go all the way back to the beginning, I was adopted when I was young. My adopted father wasn't such a good guy. Um, you know, lots of abuse until I was 17 years old when he went to prison for attempted murder of me and my mom. And, um, you know, I tell this just because everybody that's watching your show has a journey and, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get to the point where, where we'll be talking about an actual supplement. But, um, so I went from that lifestyle. I had some really great mentors that came into my life, which I consider your show is mentorship to people. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so without those great mentors, I know that I would end up where most of my friends did, which are in prison or dead. Um, my little brother's been in and out of prison pretty much his whole life. So they gave me a different choice, a different path to follow. And I took uh, those hard work principles. I applied them to business, um, failed miserably in the beginning. And uh, <laughs> as, as I think most people do with no education, I didn't graduate from high school. So went, went from that, um, went to work with Tony Robbins, got a chance to travel with him as one of his speakers and in that time frame i was able to meet a lot of really great business owners and i had notebooks for my failure and i took them you know i took them and did dinner and you know i just basically uh, pimped myself out to these guys and said i'll do whatever it is i'll take your trash out if you yeah. can teach me how not to do that again so i learned so much i went i became a, a turnaround specialist after i left, left tony and then started to build my own portfolio of businesses in private equity um, and then I sold th that in 2019 and got really heavy, probably about seven or eight years prior to selling, I got really heavy into philanthropy, mm -hmm. specifically around domestic violence um, because of my upbringing. I uh, had a deep interest in that because of the way I was raised. Yeah. Uh, then Feed a Billion, I became CEO of Feed a Billion, which Ambu's Jane, Tony Robbins um, started and mm -hmm. uh, got that uh, going. And then I uh, got into the world of trafficking and I've since been multiple countries, uh, you know, almost a hundred missions now, literally going undercover and, and rescuing little kids from uh, that are being trafficked in the sex trade. So that all led to, and I know, <laughs> I know, I see the question. I know. Well, like, the, yeah, there's so many things like blowing through my mind just on that. Like, so I remember driving up to college in Baton Rouge and like, we would see this giant billboard on the sign, like right before you get to like the campus, it says end human trafficking. And I'm thinking this is, I mean, at the time it's 2005, 2006. I'm thinking, wait, this, what, what is going on? Cause I mean, you're growing up as a kid in like a, a suburban area. You don't really think like the boogeyman, the, like don't take strangers from candy, all this stuff where you see, uh, what was it? John Walsh for uh, crime stoppers and all that. Yeah. To catch a predator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You would see all of that and you're just wondering. And then the movie Taken came out with Lee and Lisa and you think, okay, is, his daughter gets abducted and to the, and they're just give the listeners some kind of uh, perspective on like, what is going on? Like, how is this still going on? What do you do in an actual undercover op? You don't, I guess you may not be able to give away too many details, but like, is it, is it like a sting kind of thing set up or something? Well, so it, it's every single rescue is different and depending on what country and, you know, are you here in the States, which unfortunately we're doing a lot of work that work in the States now, um, mm -hmm. because of the defund the police thing, you have entire child trafficking. And that's part of the problem to your point is you hear child trafficking. It's, you know, it, it's kind of vague. 
And really what it is, is the rape of a child for, for profit. And if people understood it from that perspective, they go, oh, you know, I, I don't want that. How can I fight that? Yeah. And if you get into the trafficking side, there's about 10 million kids um, around the, the world that are being trafficked. Um, you know, about half of those for labor, about half of those in the sex trade. And uh, just like you, I had no clue, right? About eight years ago, I saw a, a film that was directed about it. And I ended up going out with that, the people that built that film. I actually went out, that was my first undercover mission and sort of been in it full time since then. And, um, you know, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's a, a disease of us not paying attention. It's a disease of our culture to mm -hmm. kind of brush it under. It's the fastest growing crime on the face of the planet. It's got the lowest penalties, you know, uh, for, for the, so the, it's a giant problem, right? Yeah. And, and part of my role in that, which, you know, is kind of why I'm on your show. My, my part of my role in that is that I have the ability to make money. A lot of your listeners have a, the ability to make money. Um, and I was writing checks for it. I have, I happen to have the background and, and some training that allows me to actually go do the undercover work mm -hmm. as well. Um, which isn't for everybody. I mean, I don't suggest it for anybody, by the yeah. way, but, uh, but I've got that background. But at the end of the day, it needs to be financed. And I thought when I sold my companies back in 2019, I, I'm like, okay, I'm out, that, I'm out of that part. I'm going to go mm -hmm. into philanthropy. We'll come to find out that in philanthropy, because of the enormous need uh, for, for organizations like the one I work with, slavefreeproject.com, that, that it needs financing. And so I started putting my face out there, right? And, you know, and putting my, my face out there and working with companies that I knew had a heart for service were already writing checks for the different things. Um, you know, I said my three, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you're easing suffering in the world, it's going to take money. And I would rather the money be in small to mid-sized company uh, owners' hands because they tend to do what's right with it in their own communities as opposed mm -hmm. to, you got, you know, no, uh, actually some offense intended Amazon who the guy is, you know, he's got $10 billion. Uh, what are you going to do with that? You know, this country's middle class was built by people that, that said, I have a business and I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to build libraries. I'm going to fund schools. I'm going to build our roads. I'm going to, you know, they did the right thing. They paid their people more. Da, 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 da. That happens in small to mid-sized companies. It doesn't in these mega businesses that are now in league with, with our government. Right. So again, that's a whole other subject. There's, lot, there's <laughs> lots of subtext to that, in that right there. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, what I do believe is that, that business has a, a direct responsibility back to its local communities and mm -hmm. to the major problems that arise. And child trafficking is one of those ones that I don't care what political background you have. I don't care what belief system you come from, even what religion you come from the the judgment on a on a society and a generation is how you treat your elderly and how you treat your youth and so we're doing a bad job right now in both areas <laughs> you know and so i think that that's coming back around though and the more that we can help small to mid-sized companies the more that we can ease suffering in order to do that to your podcast and the great work that you do is all right, I'm, I'm somebody who wants to grow my business. I want to be in a better relationship. I want my body to be better. I need to have the energy. We talked about energy very from, in the, from the very beginning. I need my energy to be high if I'm going to take on all these things that, that, that I want to do with my life. Well, you know, supplements are a great way to do that. But most of them, I love your show. The one that, that I watched uh, a, a couple of times because I laughed so hard at it was that 99% of, of all supplements are garbage, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> and I love that show because it's so true, right? The guy, the, you and him were going back and forth on, mm. you know, slick marketing, and that's really all it takes for a supplement to be really successful. People are just like, oh, Kim Kardashian's taking it? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, six months later, that was, you know, 90% uh, hayseed, and <laughs> like, what? It, it, it's nonsense, yeah. right? Yep. So being in that investment world and being around, figuring out, okay, charities need money. I have a lot of skill in that area. Mm -hmm. So we started helping businesses 
you know, good, good hearted businesses grow and helping upstarts and, you know, uh, single owner companies and that type of thing to be more successful so that we add more access to capital and it starts to rebuild these local communities. So that's, that's kind of where I, how I ended up here. Um, along those lines, if in the effort to support, I guess, smaller, more mid-sized companies and also kind of keep it local. I mean, there's, there's smaller mid-sized companies. The internet has linked companies across the world now, but for individuals that want to do something, I guess, and keep it closer to home, do you have any tips on how they can find businesses that are maybe doing some charitable work or philanthropic work and they can donate to them in, in some capacity? Yeah. So, you know, you, you find again, any local community, their your business owners, which their big disparity, which we're, you know, I, I work very hard to do, which nourish me is doing a great job at, um, is to, to bridge that, that geographical, uh, um, hindrance that mm -hmm. most small business, they think local. They're like, Hey, I know this teacher and I know the guy that works down at the supermarket and blah, blah, blah. And so everybody gets to know that Joe um, is the plumber in town, right? right? But you have some access, you know, some special tools or whatever you can get on the internet. Now you're, you expand that geographic location. Mm -hmm. um, so what I highly, or highly suggest, especially when you're looking for a charity, find whatever segment it is that you're passionate about, do some research on the internet, um, ask around in your local communities, Hey, you know, I'm, I, I'm interested in domestic violence. I'm interested in trafficking, human trafficking, labor trafficking, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And somebody local will be into it. Local charities, right? Uh, your churches, you know, your synagogues, the different people that, that are in your community. And you find those people link up with them, do some background on them and make sure that they're, you know, that they're actually doing the work that they're, they say they are and then start helping, you know? Perfect. So 2019, you hit this, this important part in your journey where you start selling off your businesses and you start to go into some of these other ventures. How did that eventually translate into nourish me? It's a great question. Weird, weird conversation or weird journey, but I think everybody's journeys are, are a little strange. Very much. Um, so. so one of my, one of my dear friends for the last 10 years that actually has, you know, he's been on the money side of uh, fighting trafficking called me up mm -hmm. one day and he said, you know, Hey Jason, I've, I've come across this great, um, supplement, which by the way, being in the investor world and, and having owned and ran so many companies, guess how many times I heard that statement, <laughs> probably 10 or 15 times. A week. Yeah. We used to watch shark tank every now and then. And it seemed like every time some supplement thing on like Cuban was the first guy to shoot down. And like it, it, it took moving heaven and earth for him to even show interest in it like that. So yeah, just to not go to sleep. Right. So I'm the right. same way. Yeah, I mean, and you are probably too. I mean, you have an entire show based around this. Yeah. So, so the idea for me was like, if it hadn't come from somebody that I loved and trusted, I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, yeah, okay, let me, let's get back to that in two years. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Cause yeah. just, that's when my calendar is available for any more supplement conversations. Um, but, but I trusted him. And then, you know, it, it was like a small step at a time because I'm not giant into wanting to, you know, start up new businesses or, or I've got a consulting company. My, my team does a really great job. I get inv involved every once in a while when, I'm, when I've got some time or I'm interested. Uh, but for the most part, I'm, I'm in the philanthropic world now. So when this one came along, I was like, okay, here we go. So I said, let, let me get some. So I bought some of the, the product myself. And, you know, my own health history has been interesting because I've always been, you know, a, a weightlifter and somebody that wants my energy at top level. I've spoken for Tony Robbins around the world. You have to move, you know, big audiences. So I've needed my energy to be high, very, 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 very dialed in with my health. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to Peru. We were doing a, um, a, a business deal down there great people. They fed me all the local stuff. I couldn't tell you the name of it. I ended up getting, getting E. coli, right. Ooh. And, yeah. and came back and, and then the doctor gave me this stuff called Cipro. So the E, the E. coli was never diagnosed for like two and a half years because I wasn't displaying a lot of the things that and blood tests and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So I suffered through that because of enormous willpower, which a lot of your audience will probably identify with 
okay, something's wrong, but I'm just going to gut it out mm -hmm. sort of situation. And that's how I was. Well, then the Cipro started to attack my, my joints and I couldn't lift my arms above my head. I couldn't lift my, my, at the time, my four-year-old daughter, um, my physical energy, I would get up on stage and speak. I would come off. My energy was just, I would have to lay down and take a nap. Mm -hmm. And it culminated in this, in this moment um, where I was laying in a, a hot bathtub at home by myself and it was, and I had put like the Epsom salts in there. I was doing everything I could all the time just to kind of, um, uh, you know, cause I'm not an opioid guy. I'm not a, a drug guy. I'm just like, I'll yeah. heal it. I, it started naturally. It's going to end naturally or I'm going to die from it. One of the two. <laughs> so I end up in the tub this day and I, and, and literally bro, um, I couldn't, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of the tub. You know, I, my, I, I didn't have the strength. The pain was so bad and I'm, I'm not a big crier, um, you know, except for when it comes to kids and, and, you know, the, the puppy things that you see on television, but, but I'm in my tub, I'm laying there and I'm just crying. I'm like, I can't, I'm going to all the, 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 the crazy things I've done with my life and I'm going to die in my bathtub. Like, <laughs> yeah, something's not, something's not right here. Something's not right. And so I managed to get out and, you know, came across, you know, some natural ways to heal, but then came across mm -hmm. this product and, um, you know, and, and, and my shoulder has never gotten right. Like no matter what I've done, my shoulder, uh, my left shoulder specifically had mm -hmm. never gotten right. So I'm like, all right, send me some of the, the product. I've got some people around me that suffer. And the premise behind it was this product nourish.me the website and everybody can go there and check it out it, you know those of you yeah. like you have an architect you know sort of mechanical engineer mind i'm not going to be the guy to answer those questions because our doctor is and and you'll see all the videos that are on the site uh and it's spelled incorrectly by the way n-u-r-i-s-h.me it's nourish n-u-r-i-s-h.me so so yeah, I, I get some of the there you go. Yeah. So that's our brain product It's really, really great. This is the main core product. This, um, the core cumin, uh, that that's really great for your brain and, and a lot of other things that go along with it. There you go. So, so I come across this and I get, I get some for myself and I get enough so that I can give it to different family members, um, friends. Mm -hmm. I'm still not really interested. Nobody's invited me to be a part of the company or anything of this nature. It's just, Hey, I want you to take a look at this. Plus they're trying to take the company to the next level, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you can give them some advice. Yeah. So I start just little by little, I take some of the product and I'm going like almost instantaneous. I'm like, man, my shoulder feels good, but I'm not still, I'm still not giving credit to the product, right? I'm still not giving my the credit because I'm like, it could be a fluke. Like, you know, I'm just having a good day. Yeah. And, uh, so, so, I, so I'm like, all right, three or four days of that. So then I start benching heavier just to kind of push the limit a little bit. And mm -hmm. not only is my shoulder not, not hurting, but my recovery is, is happening super fast. So now yeah. I'm shipping it out to all kinds of different people. My, my girlfriend's got a twin sister. She was pregnant. She had a rough pregnancy. We give it to her. Um, you know, the baby, the first baby, you know, she had some challenges with second baby, perfect pink, uh, was a C-section and, and she healed fast. The doctor was freaked out. Like, what did you do? Mm -hmm. I had a friend of mine has got lung issues and he has to cough up at night and cough up in the morning. It's kind of gross, but, um, you know, gave, sent some to him. He's like, Jason, I haven't had to cough up for four days in a row. Like, um, this one video, and this was the kicker for me was, you know, first question was much like everybody's probably wondering what the hell is this stuff? And it's curcumin, right? Which is the derivative of uh, turmeric and turmeric has been used for years and years and years. If you go to PubMed, right, you, you can see it's one of the most studied supplements on the planet. And the challenge is, is that people, it, it, no matter what report you read, it ends in, it's not very bioavailable, right? Yeah. Your body can't use it because it's too big. It, you know, it doesn't drop into where it needs to. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so what, so what the hell is this stuff? And okay, it, it's turmeric, it's curcumin. And, and, um, and so then this video comes to us from this lady, she was suffering from lupus. And if you know anybody that's had lupus, it's, it is, it's heartbreaking to watch because it's just the joints that, you know, her hand was all swollen up and we've got this video, I believe either on the site or on our Instagram page, 
-hmm. where she's videoing and 15 minutes later, like she hadn't been able to make a, a fist for, you know, months and months and months and couldn't pick up her daughter and, you know, just all these things. So 15 minutes later, she's doing this with her hand. And then 15 minutes after that, um, you know, her swelling had gone down to, to not normal, but it was, it looked like just the joints were swollen. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm in, what, what, what can I do to help? And that's when I became the infrastructure, the chief infrastructure officer of the organization. I jumped on the board um, and, and have gone full in on this product because it's life-changing for people. And a lot of times, you know, when I'm watching your show, you talk about uh, the fact that most people don't realize, like, it's not like you take a vitamin C or a vitamin D3 or you take these different things that help you maintain longevity over time and you don't feel them instantaneously which is why a lot of people don't take them they're like oh i took a bottle of that supplement it didn't help me well stupid it's because you got to you have to take it and it's got to stack on top of itself yep. over years and years of doing the right thing which is why you know drinking over years and years breaks you down taking supplements builds you up or at least maintains that that level yeah so this was one of the very first not one of it was the first supplement that i'd ever taken that i got that immediate hit like it was like an advil or or something you know yeah. it was that immediate hit and and so the the science behind it again i'm not the scientist and i'm not a doctor but you can go and read the the studies and everything that, that's been written about it but the the long and short of it for simple-minded people like me is the, the inventor, uh, Dr. Michael Hager, figured out how to take that larger molecule, break it down, nanosize it, mycelize it is what the terminology is, mycelize it to a place where when you take it, your body accepts it and sends it to wherever in your body is massively inflamed, right? We, had a, we were on just on an undercover op uh, about a week and a half ago. And one of our senior operators has suffered with plantar fasciitis and limped ever since I've known him. Right. Yeah. He took, I said, Hey, take some of this stuff. 15 minutes later, he goes, what the hell did you just give me? <clears throat> right. Cause he's like, my foot feels better and kept giving him the drops for a couple of days. And he's like, he got back from the op and he's like, Jason, I want to buy a case of this stuff. <laughs> right. So it's been cool, man, because it's not one of those fakety fake things and, you know, it's also, it's got money back guarantee. It's got all the stuff, but for those yeah. people who are looking for a little bit of hope for the it, radical, cause a lot of things, you know, this are, are caused by base level inflammation. Absolutely. And if you can address that base level inflammation, all of the things that, that end up being diagnosed, they go away because you've, you know, you've, you've dealt with the underlying challenge. Yeah, yeah, curcumin and turmeric just in general. I mean, it's good on food. Like if you ever put some turmeric on your food, it'll turn a neon yellow, but it, it yeah. tastes delicious. But curcumin, like you said, there's thousands of studies on it. It's It can be very effective and not just for inflammation, but it's got good liver health benefits. There's some immune stuff to it. Joints and which, you know, is going to be a result of, of decrease in inflammation and all that. But it's we've seen a huge surge within I would say probably the past two or three years, but there's a bunch of different versions starting to come out. Like there's a water soluble one now, there's a tetrahydrocurcumin, there's a, all these other curcumin metabolites. And so like the nanoparticle size one that y'all are developing with Nourish Me is, is really cool. One yeah, thing- It's I'm the only time it's been done. It's the only one on the market. It's the only time it's ever been done. And, you know, and that's our proprietary I mean, I say ours, it's, it was Michael Hager's uh, um, gift to the world. Uh, do y'all have a, has he tried to patent it? Is it patented to where nobody else can use that technology patent or pending, anything like that? Patent, patent pending, pending, you know, okay. and, and they're, they're working on that right now. But at the end of the day, nobody, you'd have to have the, the, the ability to be able to uh, break it down, do all the stuff. I mean, eventually right. I guess somebody could, but right now we're so far ahead um, that it would take people forever to be able to break it down, but it's coming. You know, it's a, it's a breakthrough technology. Is there any, uh, plans in the works to maybe do like a randomized control trial or double blinded where you take like a off the shelf curcumin yes. product, stack it against yours. Cause a lot of the times we see that we'll do it's, it's obviously placebo versus curcumin. We've got enough evidence. So we know that curcumin does something these days, What I'm really interested in what the, the average consumer is going to be interested in is, is this core cumin 
going to be more effective than just generic curcumin that you're going to find on the shelf. So you can yeah. justify either the, the cost or going for this and not just picking it up off the store shelf or something like that. Yeah, there's been some done, and on the on the website you can find all of that research that that has been done. Michael, like I said, doc, it's Doctor Michael Hager, and he's done these studies um, on animals and you know different things. He's he's a he's uh, highly recognized as the expert in this space, and uh, and there are papers, there are these uh, comparisons to other products that are actually available on our site right now. Yeah. With the, so a lot of the times these curcumin tablets, they're either in tablet form, capsule form. Very rarely you'll get it in a powder form just because it's a very poorly water-soluble compound. Y'all are going with a liquid dropper. Um, do y'all have any issues with people measuring out the right amount of dosages or people hitting up the website saying, hey, look, I took too much or how am I dropping? Am I dropping too much, too little? Do I need to be concerned that I took four drops instead of two drops kind of thing or anything like that? I'm that guy. I'm that guy because, you know, I'm like, is there a spray? Is it like, you know, cause it, but this yeah. bottle really controls. I mean, I, you know, I could do it live on, on screen here for you, but you just literally it's, it's, it's as easy as this, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And, and as far as taking too much of it, um, you know, we, we suggest the, the boxes all come with suggestions uh, of for your weight, according to your weight, how much mm -hmm. you do. I personally do 20 drops in the morning and do 20, 20 drops at night and it's perfect, wow. you know, and, yeah. and it works, it works perfectly for, and I've, I've tested it out. I tried mm -hmm. for a little while. I was, I was taking probably way too much, but I didn't need it. There wasn't that much of a, a bounce up, but the, you know, yeah. again, it's a natural product. So your, your negative reactions, I'm stepping into a place that I don't belong, which is the science space and the doctor space. But <laughs> yeah, or we can get Dr. But, Hager on after uh, we can yeah, do a follow up we'll podcast. Bring him on, on but in all that research, like I said, it's on the website. Mm -hmm. But but from from what I can tell, uh, I mean, just just from my own personal use and what I've seen, the dropper is perfect. Um, it's easy to measure out, and you know you can play with the the dosage for your own personal because none of us are the same. None of us have the same uh, genetic makeup. So you just kind of play around with it. There's suggestions per weight on the box that the doctors have all done the work on and follow yeah. that and see what happens. How is the, uh, the flavoring on it? Is it pretty flavor neutral or does it have a, a distinctive taste that you're going to need it's, to maybe mix it, it in with it's some, neutral. something else? I mean, you know, I mean, people watching your show, we've eaten, I mean, you know, if you're a bodybuilder from back in the day, you've done, we've eaten some nasty stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> or even, even some of the supplements today, like just the bulk powders yeah. are just really gnarly tasting. Yeah, like the tea greens, rhodiolas and stuff like that. They're horrific tasting. Yeah. It's neutral. It's, okay. it really doesn't taste like anything. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to need to get uh, Dr. Hager on here to do some really in-depth stuff. Like we've touched on curcumin a couple of times in the various podcasts, but to get like into the nitty gritty with the actual researcher conducting the stuff, yeah. I think is going to be something that'll be very beneficial for the yeah, listeners. You'll enjoy him. He's a, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. And like I said, he's, he's, you know, one of the people that's referred to often in the research of curcumin. Yeah. So, as far as your own uh, personal experiences with curcumin, uh, sometimes we'll get people, you know, we, you're obviously, you mentioned that you, you train, lift. Uh, I always caution people about taking anti-inflammatory supplements, whether it's an NSAID, like an ibuprofen, aproxen, something like that, or just like high doses of antioxidant supplements, vitamin C, greens, powders, or other anti-inflammatory stuff like cystis. Uh, within like the two to three hours surrounding your training window, have you noticed any thing one way or the other as far as reducing training adaptations to resistance training when using curcumin? No, I, you know, here, what I do is I wait, you know, I, I haven't timed my, the, the consumption of it around my workouts. Cause I have a weird schedule. Sometimes yeah. I'll get called and we have to go disappear into some dark place for a rescue. <laughs> yeah. Know? So I get it done sometime during the day. So that's why I time mine in the morning and at night. And so if I have a late night workout, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect my dosing time, yeah. but I, but I do know that, uh, we have a product in there specifically for athletes. That's by aloe. It's mm -hmm. the, there's three different ones. Um, one is our, our form, our, our core formula, our original formula. Then we had one that's by aloe. That's got an aloe additive to it that the, that the people that are involved in sports really, really love. 
and uh, and then we have one for people that are looking to get a little bit better or more B12 and D3 in their system. Mm -hmm. So there's those three, and they all they all work. It just depends on once you start dialing this in, what are you using it for? But for me, it's just been it's been a nice thing to be able to sleep through the night. Um, takes that inflammation out of my shoulder specifically. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and really settles my body down for a really good night of, of deep REM sleep. And, uh, and then when I get up in the morning, uh, gets things going and, uh, keeps me, you know, pretty well tuned for the rest of the day. Perfect. Uh, as somebody that is, I would say a high performer, that that's probably underselling the amount of shit you have to do in a week, let alone a given day. Um, how do you maintain such a high level of energy? Just as far as like, give us an insight into your daily nutrition, your daily habits, supplementation protocols, because you've got to be on it because you're jumping from a podcast to business meetings to, you know, going on these undercover raids and whatnot. So like, I guess all plus you got family time and you want to have your own downtime to just kind of recharge, refresh. So give us a little bit of insight into that. Well, I'll tell you, it's a great question because part of it is non-supplemental. Part of it is uh, having a purpose for your life, right? Um, mm -hmm. If you get into to psychology and whatnot, it's it, it's really having um, you know a, a compelling future for yourself. What are you here for? And a lot of us try to deny that that call on our our soul and our spirit, and mm -hmm. so we're constantly fighting, you know, what we should be versus what we are versus what we're surrounded by. And, you know, probably 20 years ago, I just said, you know what, I, I know that I'm meant and, and I keep it very simple, Robert, I keep it to where I'm meant to be the best Jason Cisneros I can be, which takes judgment out of it. I don't have to compare myself. Comparison, especially on social media these days, is such a joke because 90% of the people that you're seeing out there, you know, those Ferraris are fake and, you know, and they're not fake Ferraris, but they're rented or well, oh, yeah. this success and the smiles, blah, blah, blah. It, it, a lot of that is fake and it's meant to make you feel bad about yourself so you'll buy something from them. And, and it's not what I'm saying is to be the best you you can possibly be, you know who you are. You know your talents. Some, some people have an, uh, a, an engineer mind like yours. Some people have a marketing mind. Some people have an artistic mind. Some people blah, blah, blah. So do figure out what's good about you and then get as good as you possibly can. Take in as much information and uh, data as you possibly can to mm -hmm. advance yourself to your peak performance. That's where we stop a lot in our society is we stop right there and we say, okay, I'm good now. I got to get mine. Look, you, you want to super energize your spirit and your soul, serve other people, right? Serve other people because now that I'm, I'm optimized myself, now I'm out there going, okay, I've got kids that are being, that are, that are being tortured. I've got uh, women that are being, every 11 minutes, there's a woman that's uh, in, you know, being beaten in her own home. Every four seconds, there's somebody dying of starvation. So what that does is it takes you to go, okay, there's 10 million children. There's every 11 minutes. There's every four seconds. What can I do to supercharge who I am to even make a bigger impact? And that always comes back, Robert, to, to um, infusing other people with inspiration and information, which what your show does, what you do, is you infuse those into other people. So now you have a movement. I wear mm -hmm. a necklace that says the, the uh, most powerful weapon on earth is the human spirit set on fire. And we don't realize when we allow ourselves to do that, well, people are going to realize I'm more energetic and that I'm reading books and that I'm doing all, they're not going to like me anymore. They really don't like you already. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all a bunch of fake crap anyway. Yep. So, so go out and be who you are and who God called you to be and, and, and really take your game to that next level. Um, so that's a lot of the energy. A lot of people are like, what keeps you up at night? That means you're worrying about stuff. That's a selfish perspective. I'm concerned with what gets you up in the morning, right? It, it excites me that to have a billion people taking this that feel better, that can go do something. You never know where that domino is going to fall. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's what it is, keeping myself on that, on that cutting edge and then supplementing like crazy, watching my food, making sure that I'm drinking not just water, but good water and making sure I'm drinking enough of it, making sure that I am pushing my body at the gym um, making sure that I'm, I'm doing everything I possibly can to cellularly allow my body to keep up with my spirit, mm -hmm. which is way out front, right? Way out front.
Yeah. And, and that's kind of my, my day to day. I just do the right things. I don't smoke. I, I don't drink a whole lot when I do, I do drink well, <laughs> but, um, you know, but, but those are the types of things you just live your lifestyle in such a way that creates that, that'll, that fits in with your identity. And that's a problem with a lot of people. Their identity is I don't matter to anybody. I, you know, I can't really impact the rest of the world. Yes, you can, you know, yes, you can. You brought up, you don't drink all that often, which when you do, you enjoy it. What is your spirit or craft beer choice? Tequila. Tequila. Okay. I was going to say, I was, I was figuring you for tequila or a whiskey guy. I was hoping you, I was hoping it was bourbon because that, that's where my, uh, my heart is stolen, but it's tequila is, I, I've, I've not yet developed a, uh, a taste for it, except for if it's in like a margarita, which I know it's, it sounds like a gross bastardization if you're drinking high end tequila. Yeah. High end tequila is really great. I'm also, when I'm feeling snobby, I like a scotch. <laughs> you know, good single malt scotch, you, and, you know, and every, and I'll have a cigar every once in a while. Like I don't, you know, I don't deny myself those things. It's just not a day to day. I don't, I don't lean on them. It's just kind of a fun sort right. of thing for me. Yeah. Uh, as far as daily supplements, what do you, obviously you've got the curcumin that you're taking. Anything else in the row? Like, do you use a pre-workout? Do you have coffee as kind of your like up and go? Or are you caffeine free fueled you know, individual? Green tea. Yeah. Green tea. I, I, I love green tea. I'll do, um, I'll do a, a black tea uh, for my energy. I do love coffee. Uh, I like to have my coffee in the morning, though. It's more of a habitual thing than anything. Yep. But I do. I love green tea. I, I really love how how it helps my body, how it wakes up my mind, how there's not really that big crash afterwards. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and, and I also like uh, the, to do a black tea probably around three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So I'm more of a tea guy than a coffee guy, but I do love my coffee in the morning. And pre-workouts, I just don't do them. I, yeah. I don't do them. Um, for, for whatever reason, they freak me out. Uh, my heart races. They, you know, it's, yeah. it's like crack. And, and not that I would know what that's like. but, <laughs> but <laughs> They do have some pre-workouts actually called crack. Like it's these little bathtub brands that swirl up. You know, that's a whole other story. Yeah. My intent, I think that a lot of, re, you know, a lot of people uh, are, are getting used to um, unnaturally inspiring their body to do things and we don't listen to our body enough but mm. at the end of the day i know why i'm working out i'm not working out to impress somebody with my with my six pack i'm working out mm. because you know in a, two hours i might get attacked by a, a couple of crackheads in an abandoned hotel right i got mm. i have to be functionally physically fit to be able to handle my life i've got to i may have to stand on on a stage in front of ten thousand people and move those ten thousand people like I, those, so my body has to be prepared at any given time. And that's why I work out because it gives me that ability to, to have a functional core, to have mm -hmm. the strength that I need, to have the endurance that I need to be able to, to do life. How do you go about mentally just preparing? Like you, you mentioned a couple of times, standing in front of an audience, obviously you did some, you did work with Tony Robbins. So he's used to working with you know, thousands and thousands of people, as you yourself have, have spoken with thousands in front of you step in on stage. What is going through your mind? Like the hour beforehand, 10 minutes before you go on, how do you get prepared to where when you step on stage, you don't go, Oh shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so for me, I have a different way of preparing. I've never done a, a memorized speech in my life mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm well over, 10,000 talks at this point. And, and, and what, what, what I do is I do my best to be present. I'll go mm -hmm. and I'll listen to the speaker ahead of me, or at least if it's, if I'm the only speaker, then I'll go and I'll meet mm -hmm. the people that are around me. And I know my subject matter. I mean, if it's charity, like if it's, you know, the rescues or if it's, you know, feeding people or if it's uh, domestic violence, I know my subject inside and inside and out. And then if it's business, I've been doing it for 20 years, right? I'm, right. Uh, you know, an expert at it. Uh, if it's, if it's just pure inspiration to get people moving, to get them off, you know, off center, I'll figure out what my role is because I have fallen in love with the outcome of the audience. I haven't fallen in love with, I hope people follow me and I hope that, you know, they like me and I hope that they share and I, you know, which is all important to building a show. I mean, I have, you know, the bald Avenger podcast, yeah. so I understand that game, but, but for me, 
And I think a lot more businesses, if they would understand this premise, they would stop trying to escape their interaction with their customer and start to try to bring their customers to them. Mm -hmm. Because how else do you fall in love with the outcome of a client but by talking to them, right? right. The, the reason why I fell in love with Nourish.me uh, was because I felt I have now fallen in love with the people that have had rampant, you know, uh, um, uh, inflammation issues and they're living with pain that they don't need to like mm -hmm. i've fallen in love with it so now it's not i'm not selling anything i'm just saying hey you know i highly recommend that you give this a shot and i think a lot of people forget that brother they fall in love with their own their own product or they they fall in love with their own product or they fall in love with their own pride yeah. and when you can get rid of that perspective and fall deeply in love with the outcome of your client then, then you're going to have a much bit a much bigger impact because it's not about you anymore. It's about right. what you bring to the table. Where can they see themselves in your journey? Where does your product or and or service ease suffering for them in their journey? How can they be the the hero of their own journey? And that's how I approach every single talk that I've ever given from stage. And I'm energized because I'm, we're feeding off of each other. Mm -hmm. And I don't leave a room without lighting that thing on fire. Yeah. I wonder how to say, like, so you brought it up a couple of times, like investing in others, being present for them, providing a service or doing something to help somebody else either achieve greatness, just feel better, just even if it's like bringing them a cup of coffee, you just made their day, you made everything a little bit better. And you get such a better high off of that than you do being selfish and doing things for yourself. I wonder if it boils down to like, if they could do a study on this, like a, a neurotransmitter analysis or neurochemical analysis, like look at the pop off of dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine that goes off in your brain where you do another act of kindness for somebody else versus gratifying your own means. Like I'm going to go buy my cup of coffee because I know it makes me happy and buy, you know, a gourmet pizza or beer or something like that. Whereas if you go and you work at a soup kitchen, you go and buy somebody else lunch or you, you help your neighbor like take out the trash or cut down some trees or something. I wonder if there's if there's something ingrained in our DNA or our, our biochemistry to where it's a much more profound release of all those feel good, happy hormones helping others than uh, doing something selfish. Yeah, I would like to see. I've had several, um, you know, world class uh, neuroscientists on my show. It, because it was a field that I dug, I dug deeply into when I mm -hmm. was working on my own life. And, yeah. um, you know, and I, and I don't know, there probably are those kind of research papers. But what I'll tell you is that we as animals are addictive. We're, we're addictive animals, right? right? We're addicted to the, to the different, and some people choose food as their vehicle. Some people choose alcohol. Some people yeah. choose drugs. Some people choose service, right? So yeah. all, all it comes down to is really picking the vehicle that's going to be the most productive for what you want out of your own life. Mm -hmm. And I have found that, you know, that being addicted to serving people has been my, you know, it's my drug of choice. I love it. It, it provides all the dopamine hits. I don't have a hangover. You know, it's not super easy. You see dark things all the time, but at the end of the day, yeah. um, that just drives me to be able to maintain and manage my own state my own psychology even at a higher level yeah right and you can't do that if you're tired if you're in pain and you know all the other stuff yeah i guess it, I, I get a more cynical way you could come at it is that there will always be somebody that's in need of something so you have a never-ending supply of like your drug of choice like you if you are addicted to helping people which is a very good thing there's always going to be somebody that will need something so you can always you can all yourself always find usefulness which i think keeps you energized and probably keeps you younger just in general physically and mentally since you're always active yeah i'm gonna be 50 um in less than a month really and yeah and and, and i'm telling you i feel better now than i ever have in my entire life and it's you know i think it does come down to that it's you know addiction is is probably a little st a strong word but because that means that you can't do without it and i don't i don't ever really want to be without being of use to other people Correct. i don't but but I don't have a problem going on vacation and laying on a beach and not talking to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think all of us need that to a certain like you just need to get the hell away from everything. Technology, work, just yeah, like you said, my preference would be on the side of a mountain, like in a cabin, away from everything, like a little creek behind me or something like that. Beach, same. Yeah, it's the same vibe. You're just getting away and detaching from everything. It's a it's a great feeling. It is.
How often um, are you training in the gym? So currently, um, because I, you know, I, I got to a place where I was, you know, I was putting on a little bit more weight than I wanted to. So currently, but my average right now I'm working out, um, I'm doing boxing. That's again, skill set uh, plus getting in shape. I'm doing boxing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I'm doing weights um, on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And Sunday, I don't do anything. Yeah, just take uh, but, it easy. Yeah, but that's my my training, and I and I've I've got special, you know, spe- I work with special forces and different people that that have these crazy good workouts for keeping the time frame down. I'm usually not ever in the gym longer than thirty minutes. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I train when I'm in there. I'm almost ready to pass out from the moment I walk out, walk in, when I walk out, hit yeah. right, keeping the 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 hit training going. Is, has been my, my go-to mm-hmm. uh, because I've got to operate in short bursts and I got to be able to, you know, operate that way. Plus go several days without sleep and, um, you know, in terrible situations that don't allow for great sleep. It's, you know, it, I train for my lifestyle. Yeah. That's, that's what, like, are you always in a state of like heightened alertness or do you have trouble unwinding at the end of the day when it's always like it's no. go, go, go? I'm, I have the easiest time slipping into, into that because ultimately like, you know, when you get into your, your, um, your auto uh, autonomous, um, um, I'm, I'm losing the word for it right now, but you mm-hmm. you, you, you could, I operate like literally uh, pastor Rudy, who's the one that runs certain ministries that I run with on the slave free project. Mm-hmm. I identify so closely with him. He's a ex or not ex. You're never ex. Sorry. Forced recon Marine former, right? Former. Right. And, and when, when the intensity goes up, my heart rate actually comes down. Mm-hmm. I settle into it. And so the only reason I can do that is because I, I pray. I'm a Christian. I pray and I meditate so that I can control that heartbeat. Right. And mm-hmm. most people, there's simple ways to be able to, uh, you know, to take that fight or flight mode out is just simply breathing out for seven seconds and breathing in for, in for six, mm-hmm. right. It's a, it's a Ayurvedic breathing technique and that straightens everything out. Your, your heart rate, um, your mind, it, it calms everything down no matter what mm-hmm. situation you're in. And I've done that so many times. If I'm ever, my brain's ever racing at night, I just start counting seven out six in i've never really gotten to a place where i could count higher than 11 or 12 times of doing that yeah have you messed around with that versus regular box breathing like doing the four count in holding four breathing out four holding four or five seconds however long you want to make the box you know five seconds six seconds have you noticed any differences between the two if you have messed around with it? it and for me this is a dumb answer it's not a scientific one but for me uh out you know in for six seconds out for seven is easier for me to remember than a box. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> but, but I, I think any conscious, right? Because mm-hmm. really the, the, the act of breathing is bringing yourself back to your body and, and in and of that you've just succeeded, right? Yeah. I don't care what breathing pattern you use, but you know, out seven in six, it makes sense because you get, you know, more of the carbon dioxide out, you breathe in more oxygen, it just makes sense to me and and it just that's my habit but the box breathing is is perfect you've got uh wim hof like you he's got different techniques breathing is an amazing technique period yeah i think that's where i was about i was about to say is that it doesn't really matter what the it's it's arbitrary but you're you're getting you're blocking out everything you're kind of centering yourself on focusing on everything else where it's eliminating all the distractions stressors and you're controlling you're trying to you're getting a modicum of control over something and blocking out everything else. And then that kind of helps, you know, bring you back to baseline a little bit. Well, that's what you do. I mean, you know, the reason why people get addicted to cigarettes, it's the nicotine a little bit, but it's also the, the, the act of deep breathing, right? You take a deep draw and then secondarily it goes in, you're basically singeing your lungs, your lungs, your body thinks that it's dying. And so you get, you know, when, when you study, there's a, I think it's called creating or, building Superman or something like that. There's a really great book out there that talk about people that are in the flow and, you know, uh, big, big wave surfers or 
uh, extreme uh, athletes or, you know, pilots and these type of things, mm -hmm. they get to that place where they're in the zone and they feel so calm and so collected. It's because your body, when it's closest to death, becomes the most calm. And so when you're smoking cigarettes, you're literally, your lungs are going, oh, we're being singed, right? Which is taking you close to death. So it's that deep breathing, just take the cigarette away, get addicted to that good feeling of, you know, natural air and, and try that for a little while. Fascinating. I've never, I've never thought about that or even knew about that, that effect on that. Until that four weeks ago, brother, me either. Interesting. But I, I dealt with a, a, a nurse turned a holistic practitioner mm -hmm. and he dealt with a lot of, uh, a lot of those things in the hospital. And he said, yeah, people, they singe and singe and singe. I mean, there's no lungs that can take that forever. You know, everybody uses yeah. George, whatever his name was, the guy that lived a hundred smoked cigars all the time. But most yeah. people's lungs are predictably damaged every single time they take a puff of that, of that cigarette. Yeah, I mean, my, my grandpa and my uncle on my dad's side and my uncle on my mom's side, both of I mean, it's always growing up. You would see them step on the back porch and go light up. And they would, it would be the same thing. Me and my brother and sister would walk outside. It's like during holidays. And they would say, you would see them smoking. And they would say, don't do this. And like, you know enough to tell me not to do it. It's kind of Why like our you government right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Do, do what I say. Wear a mask while we don't. Yeah, wear a mask while we don't. <laughs> oh, man, there's, there's a... There's a couple of things we're, we're right on the you're right on the nose about a lot. Yeah. We see eye to eye on many things. We do see eye to eye without having to, to go down a whole rabbit hole and get this demonetized and pulled off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I tell people all the time I do my show and and I don't because I've been kicked off of um, you know I've been kicked off of YouTube and all kinds of different things along the way and yeah. it's like you know the years when somebody could cancel me were back when I was broke you know. I don't care about game being canceled anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And that, that brings up a whole other ball of worms of we're supposed to have freedom of expression, freedom technology is supposed to be opening up all these doors. And it seems like it's open. If you have a certain point of view, the we'll put theory it that was out there, brother, that you could, you know, you could end up with an Arab, Arab spring, which was good. That's a good use of technology. And, it, and then you have access to, to uh, um, information so that somebody like me could, you know, come from a poor family and, uh, you know, abused background and, and learn things and apply them to your own life. Uh, but it always ends up with the question, who controls that technology and how yeah. and what are they going to do? They, look, throughout history, slavery, including slavery today, um, is about a control of information. Yeah. And you're seeing if, if anybody's trying to shut down information, they... That means that you're going to learn something that you should, that they don't think you should learn. Even if it's wrong, like, you know, if you threw out all of the, the, the concepts about COVID for instance, right. Yeah. And, and, and let's say that 99% of them were wrong. Eventually we're going to come to the best right answers Correct. because of wrong information. That's the definition of science. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 it, we're living out the scientific method now, which I guess is part of why things are so messy. It seems like, because you're hearing such differing points of view when, when those dissenting points of view are actually allowed to be published to a certain extent, but it's, I mean, why, why shut it down? Why do I need any kind of authoritarian figure doing a fact check on a Like the study is published. It's not wrong for me to say XYZ supplement possesses antiviral activity. There's nothing wrong with that. Am I saying this is curing this? No, and that might be a little reckless to say that. But the individual has the right to decide, should I believe this study? Should I listen and see what this guy is saying? Is he off the rails? And that's where people like you and me go and we can do provide the gut check because if Guru XYZ is saying megadose XYZ, that's no, there, there's certain things. We which, can't say it because yeah. we aren't the, uh, a, a big pharma company that's being going, you know what? I'm going to make all kinds of claims about this, blah, blah, blah. Like I can't say anything. I yeah. can't say anything about this. And I right. won't because I don't want, because this, this is too important for somebody to give it a chance. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to say anything other than that. It helped my shoulder. Right. But, but at yeah. the end of the day, I could say a whole hell of a lot more about this product and what it does, but yeah. I won't. But, you know, and at the end of the day, people are saying it like this is the thing. You can't stop the, the people that are that are putting out all of the uh, their their testimonials about what's happening to them. You can't stop that. And our website and our Instagram is flooded with those people. 
Yeah. Right. But but we don't have the billion dollars to say, hey, uh, Mr. Republican and Mr. Democrat, because I don't care which side you're on. They're both complicit. Correct. And uh, here's your money. And here's your money. Let's go shut down this little company that does things that that our stuff that might do more damage to you over time, but creates a profit for our investors and and a, and a donation for you. Right. Like yep. it's anyway, you, you opened a of can of worms. <laughs> no, that, that's been something that has irked me so much. Like just when stepping in the industry and like the, the early days when I was writing product pages for various brands, I would, I was very aggressive in the way I would word things because that's the way the industry was at that time. Now it's like you write a product page and you can't say anything. It's like, here is my immune support supplement. Here's my joint support formula. I, it's not what even to the point of immune support. Yeah. What do you mean joint support? Like, did you just make a claim? You can't even say it. Like, All right, fine. Here's the product of the, here's a picture of the bottle. Here's a picture of the supplement facts. We're going to, we're not going to put anything up. And then people say, well, what does it do? I can't say anything. It does some stuff and some things. And if it doesn't do the stuff and the things, then you get your money back. Go yeah. try it. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's what's always infuriated me. It's like, we have the scientific research saying, this alkaloid from green tea or, you know, pomegranate or whatever other, you know, botanical source you want to call it. We've got either mechanistic data or animal data or human things saying this was a viable effect derived from using this product. Why the hell can't I put that on a product page? And it's there's, you know, layers and layers of crap that you got to delve through and the FDA and all of that stuff. And so I... Well, that's I don't why know your, where the to... show is so important, bro, because you're getting true stuff out there and giving people an opportunity. I mean, if people have some joint pain and they have some inflammation, they can try this product and they're going to have you to thank for it. Right. Yeah. And and if they don't, then they'll get their money back and no harm, no foul. Right. Right. But but th that's why your voice is important, bro. Why your show, why the work that you do is important. You got to keep telling people, here's the, here's the crap about supplements and here's some of the good things in here, by the way, are the, are some of the companies you should reward with your, with your, uh, attempt at, at, uh, trying their product. Yeah, exactly. Look for people that are on the up and up that are willing to disclose their CFAs. Like you guys have the certificate of analysis on your site with all your products, you know, know if, if they're willing to disclose who they're manufacturing with or the sources, the more transparent the company can be, yeah. the greater, uh, or the safer I feel in telling listeners say, Hey, go support this company. They seem like they're on the up and up. And I've, you know, most instances I've used a product from a company that I'm recommending to somebody else or something like that to where there's a couple of layers of trust that are, that are kind of built and hopefully they feel like they're getting their money's worth. Cause you're not both, I mean, supplements aren't cheap. We get stuff for free from various companies and things like that. And it's a privilege to be able to have that, you know, where the average individual that's spending 30, 40, $60 on a product, that's actual, you know, money that's coming out of their pocket that it's, they don't want to waste that money. It's not, you know, uh, something that can just easily roll off the shoulder. Tens of thousands of dollars of mine have been flushed down. I, I could have just like, I could have gotten more use out of it by starting a fire and roasting marshmallows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> than a lot of the supplements that I've taken. So I'm with you, brother. Did you guys have any issues with supply chain stuff? I mean, we've heard all kinds of stuff. Like you can't find bottles. You can't find the plastic seals that go on top of the bottles. You can't find scoopers, uh, material shortages, uh, shipping delays. Have you all experienced any of that? Um, you know, we, we've had, we've had, um, we've had to, to have different conversations around it. Thankfully mm -hmm. we haven't had anything that's interrupted our flow. Okay. Um, you know, and so we've kind of overcompensated for that now at that point, at this point, but not especially not in the material side of it, but the bottles, you know, there, everybody was out of bottles there for a little while because everybody was trying every supplement on the face of the planet when this yeah. thing hit. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's gotten back into, into line. And I think it's every, it's going to be fine from here on out. Yeah. And then do y'all, obviously I'll do D to C through the website. Do y'all work with any brick and mortar retailers as well? Or is it strictly just online sales? Um, strictly online sales right now. Now there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's conversations because, you know, ultimately you, you consider this business has been around for a few years. Really that was R and D, um, you know, mm -hmm. getting everything set up and, and there's, there's been a new team that's been installed of which I'm one, uh, that's been installed that is just doing a great job there that are, are, um, responsible. The reason why they, that we were all kind of handpicked was because of our successes with other companies. And um, there's some really great people on this team that have that have taken other products, really great products and, and you know, taken them to the moon. So we um, 
you know, we got a slow start, but I think it was the right start to build, uh, you know, almost um, a cult-like following from people that, mm -hmm. that have just taken it. I mean, there hasn't been, you know, any marketing, so to speak. It's just been word of mouth. Yeah. Podcasts like this, I mean, this is, this is my third podcast on, on the subject and probably the sixth or seventh total for the entire company mm -hmm. that we've done. And, you know, so we're, we're just getting the word out now. And we have a lot of customers that have been with us for, from the beginning and that are on subscription and, and just, you know, this is one of those products. I've, I've always said it when I find a product that works, I, if, if the company is ever having any problems, I'll go in and buy the damn thing so I can make sure that I have the product in my, in my, my regimen. Exactly. And, uh, so this is one that people just don't, they really, once they get, uh, get taking it, mm -hmm. um, and it does help them, they don't want to be without it. Yeah. Um, with a company that is successful with the online sales in today's environment, do you think it really makes much sense to go into the brick and mortar route? Is, is like, is there... It, are you going to gain that much more in sales by going into brick and mortar stores or just sticking to the D to C model? It's interesting. It's a great question. Now, um, I, I, I think that you're right. If it was strictly business decisions being made, that staying online would be the right course. Yeah. The, the outcome for the founders and the board and everybody else is that we impact a billion lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so with that in mind, we will be, contemplating brick and mortar, um, distribution, uh, if the deal's right, you know, yeah. it has to be right. It has to get the right shelf space. And, and we don't want this to disappear with a bunch of me too products because it's not a me too product. It's a breakthrough technology. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I just, it's something I always like to ask various brand owners because I get, I get different answers. Some of them say, yeah, it's great to have that presence on the shelf because that way somebody can always pop into the store if they're on the way to the gym, buy a serving of my whatever, you know, if they need a scoop of protein, a pre-workout, post-workout, whatever. Um, but when it comes to multivitamins or like these daily joint health supplement stuff or, you know, oh, health and wellness products, I wonder if it makes much sense to put it in brick and mortar, especially because these are typically cost more like curcumin is not a cheap ingredient. It's, it's an order of magnitude more expensive than caffeine or creatine and all these other kind of things. So that's why I'm wondering, but then again, if you run out of it on a Wednesday, do I want to wait till Saturday to get it? But do you actually need it? If, I mean, if you've been taking it long enough, is two days really going to hurt you off of it. And so that's, it's always interesting for me to kind of get the, where, each individual's business mindset on that question. You know, my mindset is that I think that people, because this becomes part of your daily. Now, what happens when you get rid of a pain that you've had, right? That, that you carried around for years and years and years that you would have done anything to get rid of. And now it's gone. You, you forget about all that pain you were in. And so, right. you know, after you've been on something for a little while, you're like, Oh shoot, I haven't experienced that. But, um, but putting this on subscription, is it, you know, this has been the, the savior for my life because I never know where I, I, I can't stop to think, oh, you know, I've got this bottle, I've got my D3, I've got my, you know, whatever, I've got all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just say, I set it and I forget it. And then every 30 days, right? Or however yeah. quickly you set it, there's my bottle, there's my this, there's my that. It just shows up. And I think a lot more people, especially busy people that really do care about and are investing in their life, in their, in their health, Mm -hmm. I think that, that the set it and forget it on that subscription model is the, the right thing to do. Yeah. Well put. Well, Jason, we've been on for a little over an hour, sir. Is there anything uh, you want to plug shamelessly and unabashedly before we uh, <laughs> put a bow on this thing and well, ship it out the door? I will tell you um, that, that we have, we have a, a discount code for your people if they do want to try it. Okay. Um, and we are going to go with uh sep after the title of your own show um sep20 and that'll be uh your discount code for anybody that wants to try it obviously it doesn't matter whether you use the code or you don't use the code you still have a money back guarantee um, and you can use that on the subscription model or you can use it on your your one-time shot uh for that discount code but we wanted to do that as a thank you to you and and helping us, uh, you know, get the word out about this product. And we know we're going to be hearing back from you and we know we're going to be hearing back from, from your people, uh, that it, that it has done something good for either them or someone in their lives. 
But, yeah. yeah, we appreciate that. And I'm going to make sure to put that in the show notes. It'll be linked in the description below for the people watching this on YouTube and then show notes for people that listen to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the other, the glorious podcast platforms that are out there. Right. Um, where can everybody, I guess everybody else find you too. Um, so nourish.me, uh, I'm, I'm obviously part of the company. And then jasoncisneros.com uh, is the other place that you could find me. And the Bald Avenger show is kind of everywhere. Um, you know, they, I say some controversial things, so it's more prevalent on rumble. There we <laughs> go. Is, you know, <laughs> than it is, uh, that it is on, uh, on YouTube, but, um, and it is Cisneros with an S S I S N E R O S. It's been showing here the whole time, but some people throw a C in front of it and it's not, it's S, but that's Perfect. it. And, and I just want to say thank you, brother, for the show you do. And I want you to keep doing the work you're doing. And, and if there's anything that we can do, uh, to support you, uh, getting your word out, we would love to do it as well. I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you for the time, the conversation, and uh, we'll have to do this again. I, I really enjoyed our chat. We can go down some more rabbit holes and uh, overthrow well, we the establishment. We have lots of other rabbit holes if you want to talk <laughs> other than supplements. But I think, you know, if we can get Dr. Hager, you know, he's in, he's, um, he's in uh, Netherlands, so the timing would have to work, but I would absolutely suggest you bring him on and and you drill down, but for people that don't, don't want to, or can't wait for that show or, or want to wait for that show, whatever, the website has a tremendous amount of information for people that are detailed that, you know, they're watching your show. So they care about this, the, the, the processes and the certifications and the ingredients and all that kind of stuff. So we have a ton of that already available for you. Outstanding. Awesome. Jason, thank you for the time. And I'll we'll look forward to speaking again soon. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye.